0: Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that helps you get smartinized. Today we're going to discuss the privatization of Social Security, and we're going to explain it so simply, so clearly, that even those on the left who are screaming the loudest about it, about why it's such a horrible idea, may inadvertently find themselves smartinized. To start... We're going to give you a choice of two different retirement plans. In retirement plan number 1, you're going to take your money, you're going to put it in an index fund. It's going to earn between 6 and 8% a year over your lifetime. It will double and double and double again, and when you retire, you'll have hundreds of thousands of dollars in your retirement account. In fact, if you start early enough, it's quite likely that you'll retire a millionaire. Should you die before you retire, you can leave that money to your family. You can leave that money to a charity. Hell, you could leave it to me. That's the option that I recommend. If you do that, I promise that I'll spend most of it on beer and cigars and women and entertainment. And I might even waste a little bit of it. But it's your money. It's up to you. You can do what you want with it. If you die early in your retirement, again, it's your money. That money can be used to ensure that your spouse has a comfortable retirement Now, let's compare that with plan number two, which is going to cost you the exact same amount of money, except we're going to pay you maybe 2% if you're a little older or less than 1% if you're younger. And that money isn't really yours. If you die before your retirement, you might get a little bit of a death benefit for your family, but it's not going to be that much. And any additional funds that are in there, well, they're pretty much gone. If you die early in your retirement, Your spouse is going to be looking at an impoverished existence. As a final bonus to this plan, when you can retire, how much you get when you retire, how the money comes in, is all going to be decided by bureaucrats in Washington that you don't know. You're going to have absolutely no control over any of those decisions. Which plan sounds better to you? Seems pretty obvious, doesn't it? Social Security is not, and never has been, a true retirement plan. Instead, it takes money from the young and gives it to the old. This is what's known as a Ponzi scheme. If you're not familiar with Ponzi, Google the name, P-O-N-Z-I, and you'll find some very interesting stuff about this guy who really perfected a pyramid scheme. Unfortunately, all pyramid schemes are doomed to fail because you're going to run out of people to support the base of the pyramid. And that's the situation that we've got coming up in Social Security. The population lump of the baby boom generation is moving through demographics like a rat through a snake. And when we start collecting Social Security, instead of 16 people paying in for every person that's on it, which was what the situation was originally, we're going to be down to two. If you have any doubt that Social Security is a Ponzi scheme, try this little experiment set up your own financial institution, set up a retirement plan, and run your finances exactly the way Social Security runs theirs. Use the money from new investors to pay off old investors and see what happens. You'll find yourself in jail pretty quickly, and rightly so. But in order to run your retirement business the same exact way that Social Security does it, you have to take one more step, and that is take any surplus money that's in the account, spend it, and replace it with an IOU. Because that's exactly what the government does. They use the money to, quote, buy, unquote, treasury bonds. And then they spend the money. A treasury bond is nothing more than a low-interest-paying IOU from the U.S. government. There is no surplus money in the Social Security Fund. There is just a big honking stack of IOUs. We're often told that Social Security is the cure for elderly poverty. This is bullshit. It is, in fact, exactly backwards. The people who are collecting Social Security that are making their $14,000-$15,000 a year would be making three or four times that if they had taken the money that they put into Social Security and dumped it into an index fund over their lifetime. Social Security is not the cure for elderly poverty it is, in fact, the cause of it. There are a few issues that have to be dealt with. 4% of your income really isn't enough for retirement. It should be closer to 6 or 8%. So perhaps we could encourage employers to do matching funds to get that up where it should be. What about people who invest poorly and lose all their money? Put it all in Enron or WorldCom? Oh, that one's amazingly easy to deal with. You simply say that... It has to be put into an index fund. You're not going to be able to put that investment in Beanie Babies or Hummels or Star Trek collectible plates. Index funds pay better than 80% of the managed funds out there. It's a no-brainer. No one has ever lost money investing in an index fund over a long period of time. And we're talking about people investing over a 20, 30, or 50-year period. You may get a dip for a year or two or even three, but over time, you're going to show a nice profit, which historically has been somewhere between 6 and 8% more than inflation. How do we pay for the fact that less money is now coming into the fund? The simplest way is to raise the amount of income that's subjected to Social Security tax. Right now, it's 97000 and it's been estimated that if you raise that to 150000 That would be enough to cover any shortfall. Of course, no reasonable person likes to raise taxes, but this is the simplest, easiest, and most equitable way to deal with that particular issue. What if the stock market crashes? Ooh, that's the scary thing that we keep getting thrown at us by the left. First of all, there's an enormous number of safeguards in place, so we're not going to have a 1929-style crash. We might have some dips here and there, But that's the way investment works. Over time, you're still going to make the money. There's also the issue of inertia. The more people that are invested, and this would bring a lot more people to the market, the more money that's in there, and the less likely you are to see fantastic swings. But let's say the worst happens. Let's say that all the safeguards fail and we do have a 1929-style crash of the stock market, putting the United States and the rest of the world into a deep recession. If that happens, you really think the U.S. government is going to be able to pay for all the IOUs that are sitting there in the Social Security Fund? Uh -uh. It's not very likely. The real question here is simple. Who can manage your money better? You or the United States government? And if we look at the record of the United States government handling money, the answer becomes pretty obvious. Putting Uncle Sam in charge of your retirement is like putting Courtney Love in charge of the DEA evidence locker. When you go to get your stuff, you shouldn't be at all surprised to find that the vault is empty. That's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can now understand a different point of view that wasn't clear to you before, congratulations. You've been smartinized. If you didn't enjoy this podcast, you probably won't enjoy the Hitman Chronicle, which is at davehit.com. That's spelled with two T's. But whether you loved it or hated it, drop by and send me an email. Tell me what you think. As always, the Quick Hits podcast is a journal of one man's opinion and so should not be taken too seriously.